Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. The man of the hour, he needs no introduction. You know him as Velas, the dark raven of the deep state. And with that being said, Velas, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing this morning, V? I can't complain. I mean, I could complain, but who's going to listen, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mrs. Gorilla. That's it. That's it. He... Even she could only take so much of me at a, at a, at a given moment. <laughs> right. She's going to step out and run some errands. That's it. <laughs> What's going on, man? Lots happening in the world. Uh, we've had some revelations occur here in the United States with uh, certain Congress members and this, that, and the other. I don't know right. where you want to start, man. I know you got a lot to cover. I do. I do. So uh, a couple things, folks, a little housekeeping. Um, uh, no show on uh, next Friday, April 8th. Yeah. Um, I'll be on the road in an undisclosed location uh, and then hopefully back uh, on the 15th. A um, couple of things we're covering today is uh, locating the sources of images on the internet, uh, some commentary on Ukraine, uh, to V's point, the Madison Cawthorn topic, um, Hunter Biden's laptop security keys, video clips, what is humiltainment, and Song of Resistance. Um, it popped up yesterday. Somebody had reposted on one of the, the news services um, a little video clip or an audio clip from Rush Limbaugh's old show from the late, late Rush Limbaugh. And uh, boy, those little words are hard to say, the late Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, I know. Um, in the clip, the, sense, the, the essence of what Rush said was is that the Biden presidency will last as long as Barack Obama says it does. And I was like, mm, wow. Words, wow, words words, to reflect on. So given all the disclosures suddenly about Hunter Biden, I guess Barack would like now to execute that change in the White House. Order 66. <laughs> yes. And and when I say uh, Barack Obama, I mean his handlers in Langley. Because uh, yes. he's been on the payroll as has been his family since he was a kid, if you know your history. And not to worry, because I'll be covering on a future show a little bit more about that. Um Two things. One, someone posted on the Discord page, uh, they saw what my topics were going to be today, and they posted a um, link to a tool that lets you identify people's, um, not avatars, but like their pseudonyms that they use on social media sites and things. And it's a tool that lets you kind of hunt down uh, the other places where, where that might pop up. So that's, that's out there on the Discord page. I had a conversation recently with somebody who said, well, look, Velas, you've sent you and many others on the Discord page have been posting these images of like, especially things in Ukraine where uh, the media will say, uh, here are the mean Russians blew up, whatever. And it turns out later that was Detroit. Um, so how do we tell the difference? And I said, well, that's a fair question. And I, I showed the person the following thing I'm about to show you. Now, the intelligence community and the FBI, they have very advanced tools uh, some of whom are provided by the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell sisters, and I'm not joking about that, but um, there is a little workaround you can use. And so I'm going to pull up something here on the screen. 
Bear with yep. me, folks. Yep. Okay. So, uh, V, do you see my screen? Yes. Okay. Yes, I know it's the evil Google, and you can go to the Google site either through your browser um, that you're using or just the Google Chrome browser. And what you do is, is you click up here in the top. You see where it says images. You click this, and you get the Google Images page. And then um, you'll see two icons here. You can either speak what you're looking for, or you click this little camera. When you click the camera, it gives you two options. You can put in the website or the URL here, or you can upload a file and put the image in there. And I've used the tool before, and it, it will hunt down stuff and tell you, oh, that's been used here, or that's been used there, or whatever. And uh, it does kind of come in handy. So that's, that's something you can use if you're looking to, to find uh, the source of an original image or where it came from. Speaking of images, um, I've got another one here for us. Let's see here. Oh, come on, I know I've got it open. Okay, well, we're gonna go with this. We have the Babylon B uh, Will Smith slap. <laughs> so here's how each of the news services would, would describe it. Uh, what do you call it? CNN, mostly peaceful Oscars, uh, threatens to distract from January 6th commission. Uh, OAN News, if they hadn't stolen the election from Trump, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, <laughs> Salon Magazine, white supremacy's gotten out of hand. Snopes was classic because this is exactly how Snopes kind of misinterprets the news. Uh, Will did not slap Chris. Chris's cheek struck the palm of Will's hand. <laughs> uh, and then this one from Teen Vogue. Will Smith's totally hot slap and how you can use it on your, your partner in the bedroom. Um, Infowars, Illuminati members stage fake slap to distract us all from implementation of the new order. Uh, that, that was uh, a real slap. That was a real slap. And, Nothing and fake about that. Vice Magazine, I slapped myself a hundred times a smoke crack to better understand the black experience in America. Oh my God. <laughs> and then... <laughs> They listed themselves on this list of, of different media sources. Will Smith is the Babylon Bee's Woman of the Year for those. Yeah, that, yeah, it was. For one of those. It is a beta male slap if I ever did see one. Then we have this one. Um, this is the back of a, of a municipal bus in Australia. Uh, you'll see down here the license plate where it says New South Wales. Share, share your screen, man. Uh, I am. No, it's not up here. That's weird. Ooh, okay. What browser are you using? Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Huh. It says sharing screen not allowed. That's weird. You just shared a screen. I know I did. Okay, no worries, folks. Um, that's how you know we're real media. Um, I did post this one on the Discord page, so it is out there. But anyway, it's the back of a municipal bus in Australia. It's it's in New South Wales. And the there's a big uh, promotional sign on the back of the bus. And it said, testing, testing available now um, for HIV testing. 
which is kind of funny. What? Yes. Given some of the recent revelations about uh, what this is going, the pharmaceutical industry and those people that are involved, this is a monumental crime. I don't know how you escape from this. I just, the irony of, hey, CJ, the irony of, Hello. what do you call it? Hey, uh, of their uh, being so bold as to, uh, to do that um, kind of blows my mind, even even given everything else we've already seen. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that that image is out on the on the uh, Velas page. You can go, you go find, and I'll, I'll repost it later today. It's crazy. So some general commentary from my myself. Um, given all the self-righteousness in the media, which was unbelievably fast about Russia's moves into Ukraine, and especially all the various corporations removing themselves from that market. Uh, my thought was uh, Coke and Bank of America are going to be exiting France due to the continued French exploitation of Africa when then, based on that logic. And Spain's treatment of the Basques and the people of Catalan. Bueller, anyone? Uh, any, anything at all that Britain is doing around the, the globe, including the, the uh, often repeated by, by Vela's comment about the private equity firm that tried to overthrow the Bolivian government to get a hold of their lithium a year ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, is anyone going to hold Britain accountable? Um, and then a very hot button topic, uh, Israel's treatment of anybody on their border, uh, as well as other Israeli foreign policy moves that are going on out there. And of course, we see what happens the minute you start talking about Israel, just ask Prince Andrew. And then last but not least, Saudi Arabia. Um, a couple of weeks ago, this is no joke, a couple of weeks ago, Saudi Arabia set a new national record for beheadings in one day. Get out of here. Well, some what, of you, what's, the, what's the head count now? <laughs> no uh, <laughs> yeah, some of you may be aware of this, that on Fridays after, after prayers in certain parts of Saudi Arabia, they, they carry out public executions, um, oftentimes at strip malls. Um, and they set a new record. <laughs> A new record a couple of weeks ago. I mean, uh, I, mean then, I mean, Velas, I mean, what's better? You know, you get some shawarma. Right. Some, yeah, grab a little baba ganoush, go to the public execution. It's a Friday evening. You know, bring the kids. Bring the kids. Um, so grab then, of course, chickies. we we have the Saudi situation in Yemen, uh, a human rights disaster that makes 1980s Ethiopia look tame. And again, where's where's the outcry? So we have goals. We have plans. We have events being put in motion. Um, to try and stop Russia's current moves or, or be critical of Russia's current moves in Europe. Uh, but that, in my opinion, is, is heavily influenced by, by the globalists whose, whose plans are being disrupted by, by what's occurring there. Or put another way, they were perfectly fine with war between Russia and Ukraine, just not this war and not right now. Yeah. So we will, we will see. But, but the hypocrisy is heavy on that side of, of the universe. So on the Madison car, go ahead. Real, real quick, what was the headcount anyway in the Saudi thing? Uh, I think it was like forty people or something. Good God, man! Jeez. I I posted the article on on the Discord page. Um, so the Madison Cawthorn thing. Um, I know V and CJ covered this on Tuesday this week, and this was the uh, U.S. government representative talking about orgies and cocaine or as I jokingly call it, in the wealthier parts of the East and the West Coast. That's just Monday. Um, he's backed off that story a bit. And I, I 
know why that probably is, but I assure you those things go on in D.C. at that kind of scale. It's not an isolated event. Um, and I have a Velis exclusive for you when it comes oh. to that, that topic. In January of 2001, I was in the Georgetown District, which is near the diplomatic section of Washington, D.C., the weekend before the inauguration of George W. Bush. And I was having dinner with friends at a restaurant in Georgetown called Canale. And they were able to get me into the restaurant because as I walked in, I realized that the restaurant was closed to the public that night. It was a Saturday. And as I'm sitting at the bar with my friends, one of my colleagues kind of gently taps my arm and, and points behind us. And I saw a table with a number of government officials sitting there. Now, I say government officials because several of the people I saw sitting at that table had been on meet and press. So it's like I, I knew that they were fairly important because you've been on TV. Yeah. Um, then I noticed that their dates, mind if we dance with your dates for you Animal House fans, um, were all about 20 or more y- years younger. Hmm. And there were men and women government officials sitting at that table. And, you know, the women were wearing very uh, attractive dresses and the young men that were there were, were very fashionable as well. And one of my friends whispered to me, kind of like Goodfellas, you know, the scene where uh, they're talking outside the, the place, these guys hand up to his mouth. Um, and my buddy leans over and he kind of semi whispers, talks to me and he says, the courtesans in Washington, D.C. are more dangerous than the officials they date as far as how far they're willing to go to compete to get to the top. And I answered back to him and I said, when you say courtesans, do you mean high-end prostitutes or are we talking Italian-level city-state courtesans like the 1800s? And he smiled and said, well, we are in an Italian restaurant, aren't we? And we all laughed. (laughs) Um, This is not the last time I saw something like that. And I mentioned on another show um, about the night I was in Tyson's Corner area and the foreign flight attendants um, this is a known thing. It's out there, you know, certain airlines, um, when those, those gals land many, not all, but, but a, a significant number of them, um, become high end ladies of the evening because people will pay top dollar for a flight attendant from certain, certain airlines and stuff. This kind of stuff, unfortunately goes on all the time in DC. So, Regardless of whether or not Cawthorn was correct or he embellished or whatever, it's like, well, I mean, to anybody in D.C., it's it's like, okay. I mean, to people outside D.C., it's like, well, what do you mean? But it's it's the kind of, that kind of stuff is fairly prevalent. Um, the other topic is this thing about Hunter Biden's laptop relative to the the security keys. There were a whole bunch of articles that came out recently. Um, and for the layperson, uh, can, you, can you tell us what the uh, security keys are and why is that important? Absolutely, absolutely. So what you heard in the news was is that he had Department of Defense level security keys. Wow, uh, on his laptop, and oh my god, and this, that, and the other. In Velas's opinion, that's a distraction or that's a misstatement. So let me explain. Anyone in government or government contractors who have what we call a CAC or what's called a Common Access Card, CAC, um, has Department of Defense, also known as DOD, public or private key infrastructure keys on their laptop, or as they're known, PKI, Papa Kilo Indigo. 
So it's nothing unusual. If you've got a government issued laptop, you're going to have those types of security keys on there. But to people that may not be familiar with this sort of stuff, I can understand why folks might say, well, my God, why does he have Department of Defense level encryption keys on his laptop? And it's like, well, he's the son of a senior government official uh, without getting into all the emotion of this, but it's like, he's the son of a senior government official. He has a government issued laptop. Of course, he's going to have security keys on there. Now, some people had said that, that, you know, these gave him passwords or whatever for the next 20 years. I don't know. But, but the net of it is, is, is again, don't, don't be distracted because again, there's so much going on on that topic right now. Um, and again, to kind of how I opened the show, I was in the chat section of the show V and CJ were having earlier this week. You know, we're talking about the laptop, but as, as I said on a prior show, we're talking about talking. We're, we're not saying anything. Well, he's got all this data. They entered it into the congressional record. Okay, great. But it's like we've had to rely on, on releases and disclosures and what have you of some of that data. Well, now we have even places like CNN saying, well, the emails are real. Right. Which emails? I mean, again, it's they're saying truth to distract you from what's behind that. Because, I mean, the stuff I've read, which I believe, because the data was posted on a number of, of, of websites where I had to sit outside of a, a truck stop and bounce off their wireless network. Um, you know, supposedly he had on their distribution routes for heroin in the United States where the Biden family is directly interfering in, the, in law enforcement to make sure that they're making their money. Now, whether or not that's real, invented or whatever, I have no idea. But my point is, is that that's the kind of stuff that's on there. You know, mm-hmm. we, have, we have whole hosts of hookers around the world that Hunter's been involved with that may have gotten access to said laptop and God only knows what's on it. That's, that's your issue. Not to mention all the financial payments, and that is an indisputable fact from uh, Burisma and other Ukrainian uh, firms and so on that Hunter and other U.S. government officials' kids are all sitting on. Yeah. So along with that, that line is um, a topic I call, is it really fiction? There's a famous statement out there that says, quote, sometimes the only way to tell the truth is through fiction. So let me repeat that. Sometimes the only way to tell the truth is through fiction. Mm-hmm. So consider the detail I posted a few weeks ago on Discord about various narratives and storylines and so on in movies and television shows. Um, There's quite a number I gave uh, of those number of examples where it's like, well, wait a minute, that that's actually real. Um, You know, a lot of people commended um, the, the early Star Trek series in the 1960s because science fiction allowed them to discuss topics that in, in that era were, were, completely impossible to put on the air. And in spite of that, uh, there was a great hue and cry about the famous kiss between um, Captain Kirk and, and Uhura, uh, Shatner and, and uh, oh dear God, I forgot the gal's name. Um, but certain Southern stations supposedly didn't carry uh, Star Trek that night and so on. But, you know, they, they had the ability to cover topics in that show, including a big one. I've mentioned this several times. Uh, eugenics. You know, the mm. early Star Trek series covered a lot on eugenics. And I remember being much younger and watching the replays of those. And I thought at the time, it seems strange that in a science fiction show, they keep talking about, you know, because you have to remember the show came out in the 1960s. So the narrative in the, in the uh, canon of Star Trek was um, 
the eugenics wars of the 1990s and the early 2000s, which is kind of funny if you think about it. Huh. Um, the other, th uh, other topic I raised on a prior show as an example was that uh, 1995, uh, the old Columbo uh, crime TV show. Right. Uh, I mentioned on a prior show that the villain during the episode that was airing the same month as the Oklahoma City bombing was named McVeigh. <laughs> oh, wow. So either that or we are in the Matrix. <laughs> we're, we're in the simulation, my man. We are in, we're, we're in the simulation. The simulation. Yep. Um, Russell Brand, um, uh, boy, he's a live wire. Um, you can tell Russell's hitting a nerve because yep. now you've got even the British press going after him. And I was never much of a fan of his movies. And to be transparent with all of you or of Russell himself, and it isn't because he's saying things that I agree with. It's, as the old joke goes, I've had more time to kind of consider where he's coming from and his thinking on things. And yeah, I mean, let's be candid. He is, you could almost make the argument, he's, he's a, a borderline academic Marxist in his own personal beliefs. Yeah. But as the old saying goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And on Sunday, March 27th, I posted a link to one of, uh, on one of his YouTube videos about billionaires leveraging blood as a moneymaker. Yep. Now, some of, some of you may recall my comments about the American Red Cross. And again, uh, they're a client of mine when I was uh, uh, management consultant in Washington at that time. About the comments I made about how the American Red Cross is, is just making money hand over fist on, on blood and fetal tissue and, and uh, the rest of it. Right. And they don't even they don't even do much anymore, folks, in the way of helping folks out. You know, no. disasters and things. Ironically, everything um, we have in this country is a racket. It's it disgusting. is, and that's where we get into Mike Morris thing oh. about it's it's all about how they make money off of you. But I, I told a number of you I was in the room, you know, months later working with FEMA, who FEMA, you know, love them, hate them, whatever. FEMA was like pulling their hair out because Congress, in the middle of the night, as they always do, passed a piece of legislation and basically said, hey. Uh, we've decided that all of the aid and other activity the American Red Cross normally does, um, FEMA, you know, have all that. You know, and FEMA's like, wait a minute, we don't even have the budget for that. We don't even have the person. Well, it doesn't matter. You know, we've made a decision. So the FEMA people are looking at me and my team going, you guys have got to help us. Um, but in, in, in uh, Brand's piece that he did, um, he covered that a lot of these firms that are, are doing this stuff are heavily involved in targeting the poor. Oh, absolutely. And of course, you know, this, this type of, of tissue, whether it's blood or, or actual physical tissue, as I've mentioned, uh, is very valuable for people like the EcoHealth Alliance and those who are working on, on bioweapons, or I, I mean bio-research. So with that, um, can you guys pull up the Bill Hicks, this week's Bill Hicks clip? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let me see. Bill Hicks. All right, hopefully YouTube. My YouTube has been acting wonky because of all these solar events. Um, let's see here. Hopefully this plays. All right, here we go. Thanks, sir. I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. 
I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute, there's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Here's love connection. Watch this and get fat and stupid. By the way, keep drinking beer, you fucking morons. That's all. I love how the two candidates have red and blue ties. Oh, yeah. Um, then the next one is, uh, and it's Shane Gus as <laughs> he'd be crying at the end of this one. I've got a Monty Python bit, folks, that's over 40 years old, but the topic matter is not. So if uh, you can play the, the next clip. Imperialists and like ours must reflect such a divergence of interest within its power base. Agreed. Francis? Yeah, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Ray. Provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman or woman to rid himself or herself or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother. Or sister. Or sister. Where was I? I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. <laughs> well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to just take? You're going to keep it in a box? <laughs> Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans. But that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. Wow. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister. Sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Wow. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. <laughs> and there you have it. Wow. And that's why that's why Monty Python on the air anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh God. Um I have another C.S. Lewis quote for all of us. Um the state exists simply to to promote and to protect the ordinary happiness of human beings in this life. A husband and a wife chatting over a fire, a couple of friends having a game of darts in a pub, a man reading a book in his own room or digging in his own garden. That is what the state is for. And unless they are helping to increase and prolong and protect such moments, all the laws, all the parliaments, all the armies, all the courts, the police, economics, etc., are simply a waste of time. In the same way that the church exists for nothing else but to draw men to Christ, to make them little Christs. If they are not doing that, all the cathedrals, all the clergy, all the missions, all the sermons, even the Bible itself are a waste of time. Mm. God became man for no other purpose. We've kind of lost touch with that. So Bridgestone, the tire maker. Um, recently, Bridgestone was hacked. 
and it impacted production operations. And our friend Patrick Ryan believes that that event is connected to what's known as Bao Kra. Now, what is Bao Kra? It's a major phosphate mine in the Sahara who's under dispute. It's currently controlled by Morocco, and there are increasing problems getting phosphate out of that mine and into the marketplace. So phosphate is a major component for fertilizers. Oh, wow. So again, while distracting the Ukraine conflict, or using the distraction of the Ukraine conflict, and denial of Russian fertilizer, they're head faking us away from, from other issues like that one. Nietzsche once said, when confronted by danger, discomfort, the unknown, the motivation is to abolish that and to accept any easy explanation, unquote. It is the appealing choice rather than digging for the kind of truth that we've been offering here at Rogue News. So specifically think of that quote as the need by many wanting to believe the disinformation, or to paraphrase what CJ has said often, the left and right wing paradigms out there. They will provide you pleasure so that you can avoid the pain of revelation. Right. T.S. Eliot, the famous author, um, I have a quote from him. He's speaking of, he'll say liberals, but to me, this is more uh, true ideological leftists. Quote, it is something that tends to release energy rather than accumulate it, to relax rather than to fortify. It is a movement not so much defined by its end as by its starting point, away from rather than towards something definite. Our point of departure is more real to us than our destination. And the destination is likely to present a very different picture when arrived at from the vague image formed in the imagination. For them, by destroying traditional social habits of the people, by dissolving their natural collective consciousness into individual constituents, by licensing the opinions of the most foolish, by substituting instruction for education, by encouraging cleverness rather than wisdom, the upstart rather than the qualified, by fostering a notion of getting on to which the alternative is hopeless apathy. Liberalism can prepare the way for that, which is its own negative, the artificial, the mechanized, the brutalized control, which is their desperate remedy for the chaos it creates. Hmm. Wow. Can't have the classics in schools anymore. People might wake up. Humiltainment uh, posted a piece on Discord Tuesday the 30th from Zero Hedge about the phrase of the term humiltainment. Well, what is that? Uh, refers to the tendency for viewers to take pleasure in someone else's humiliation, suffering, and pain. Uh, important for several reasons. Noting the Bill, the Bill Hicks clip we just played, um, yeah. he used his comedy routines often talking about really serious topics, and then he would segue and say, but go back to watching Cops. Go back to watching America, the show that was on at the time, American Gladiators. Go back to watching Love Connection. Um, he used the Cops TV show reference often because he said, I don't think you really understand what they're, what they're communicating to you through the Cops TV show. Yeah. That any form of resistance is futile. They're, they're going to come after you. But then at a more subtle level, kind of like some of these quotes I just read, the average person takes pleasure in knowing that, well, I don't live in a trailer park. I don't, I don't have the problems of the people that are on this show. Right. And in current time, it's a rather superiority complex kind of feeling, if you will, in my opinion, when people in the United States and the UK in particular view everybody else, we can all feel much better and feel more smug that we don't live in Ukraine as tanks are rolling past your local Starbucks. 
And this is all how the intelligence state and big money keep people distracted. And again, as I've often said, these people are experts at what they do. And sometimes we all fall into that trap. So just trust but verify. Some items I picked up from Gerald Salente uh, and some of the work he's been doing. A couple of his predictive, uh, or quite a number of his predictive items here. Number one, Europe will try to import energy from places other than Russia. This may work in the short term, uh, but the overall needs of Europe are too great. So even though they may be able to find some workarounds in the long term, it's not going to work. And so in his opinion, Europe knows that. And this is going to put pressure on Ukraine from Europe, as well as the Russians, to try and find a a way to end at least the fighting aspect of this conflict. We will see. He also believes this will add more urgency to the green energy transition in Europe. Now, in my opinion, because I worked on some of that in the Department of Defense space with research laboratories I used to work with, the technology is not just there yet, depending on what we're talking about. For some things, maybe kind of, but like with batteries and stuff, the, the, the better the storage device for energy, the more expense it's going to have and the more exotic the materials that go into it. So unless European governments are willing to embrace, in my opinion, the new technology available in nuclear energy, which is quite groundbreaking. Right. Um, but, they, they said public, yeah, but they've said publicly they won't do it, except for the French no. who are kind of quietly behind the scenes still, still not wanting to totally give up those nuclear power generators they've got. And I don't blame them. Um, but again, we have to remember that the green energy focus has nothing to do with the earth or the environment or anything else. It's about the great reset. Uh, his third item was, uh, and this isn't earth shattering, we've raised it here at Rode, um, but he believes the more global instability we have, uh, the higher the potential for wild price, uh, price fluctuations, especially in commodities. Uh, note my comment last week about lithium doubling in 2022, and it's only March, April time for him right now, plus all the other commodities we've raised here on Rode. Um, He's also predicting a rather interesting kind of double whammy due to rising inflation. Eventually the rule about inflation will no longer occur. And that is, is that consumers normally purchase more during the beginnings of inflation because they're trying to avoid the next price increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually people will stop buying or reduce buying. And for some friends of mine, there's a couple of people that, that I've known professionally or are friends of mine from, from uh, you know, academic pursuits. Uh, who have PhDs uh, in supply chain or are double masters in supply chain disciplines. And I've had some conversations with a number of them recently, and they've all described to me that they're seeing a slowdown in purchasing, at least at the, at the corporate level. Now, most of the folks I'm talking about, their areas of expertise are in manufacturing and what I'll loosely call protein, but we can just call that meat. Um, the other half of the double whammy is, is firms are holding wages tight despite inflation to keep Wall Street and private equity happy, even though they know they need to raise wages. So as a result, we're now getting all these mass resignations, which are still taking place right? and are occurring across several industries. Now, as I personally am in free, <laughs> in free agency right now, and I've been interviewing with other organizations, and I've had the chance to pick up the phone and call some colleagues of mine, various lines of work, and ask them, what do you see? What do you hear? Um, I've heard a lot, and it's interesting to say the least. Um, so the only way for a lot of professionals right now, our blue collar folks, to get a pay raise is you switch employers. Now, how significant is that? Well, a number of folks I used to work with from two or three specific firms where we all used to work together, um, they're all being lured away out of their current federal agencies over to other federal agencies. 
um, one of whom deals with things that glow in the dark. Um, now, how is that possible or why is that happening? Well, a number of federal agencies have lost so much, so many staff. And I saw this over at HHS. They've lost some, so many staff now, folks. What's happening is, is at the federal level, the ability of certain departments inside federal agencies to function is, is like approaching a level of, we just can't do anything. We don't have the people. So a number of federal agencies are now vigorously hiring and trying to be very creative in the process. And I find that interesting because I've also known of folks, I don't know that I said this specific point on, on prior shows we've had, but when I worked in telecommunications back in the nineties and I was still in my twenties, we were making a lot of money. We were, and the industry was booming and it was growing. And, you know, I had, I had young colleagues who, who didn't have my kind of Eastern European slash Scottish paranoia about their lives. And so <laughs> I would, I would hear them making statements like, well, uh, my wife and I just got married and we're going to build a pool in the backyard. And like, I'm almost coughing up my lunch saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Not to sound like your parents. What the hell are you doing? Well, because uh, you know, we're all making X and next year it'll be X plus 20 and uh, the market is booming, you know, and I'm looking at them going, I'm from the Midwest. This is, this is, you know, we've seen, we've like, if you're from New Mexico, or not New Mexico, if you're from North Dakota or Wyoming, you've seen like oil booms before this happens all the time. This is a boom, right? We can't possibly maintain this pace of telecommunications build out of, cause you have to remember the era folks. I mean, we literally were sleeping in the office. We would literally go across the street, stay at a hotel for a couple of hours and come back because we're writing proposals for new multi-million dollar contracts. You know, I'm up late at night watching transoceanic vessels laying fiber optic cable because my clients are barking at me saying, well, is the cable done yet? And can I get to Morocco now with the high speed link that will lead to Egypt? Right. You know, and people were spending huge amounts of money. And I remember telling my colleagues, I'm like, it can't last. Yeah. There's no way. This is unnatural. No, no, we're taking exotic vacations. It's like I'm paying off college debt. <laughs> I'm living in an apartment and I'm driving a diesel car. And that's the way it's going to be because this, you got to think like a farmer, man. I'm telling you, the, the drought is coming. And of course, what happened? Well, 2001, we get, we get hammered with... Um, the mass layoffs in telecommunications, uh, MCI WorldCom, where I was at the time alone, 75,000 people in a day were laid off. So when I look at these federal agencies and some of these commercial firms out there, I'm kind of reminded of that era. Um, I've had friends of mine who walked away from jobs lately where, where they're getting twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year more just, just to walk across the street and go work for somebody differently. And of course, I'm asking a Vela's kind of question of those people. Right. But when you got there, what are you accomplishing? Well, nothing. They're so backlogged that we're just sitting in meetings talking about how backlogged we are. And it's like, mm. oh, God. Oh, I'm like sitting in my chair stretching going, oh, this feels so 1998. Oh, yeah. Y2K. Oh, this. Yeah, I've done this before. <laughs> oh, God help us all. So um, another point uh, Salente raised was, and I had no clue about this, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, about 150,000 people were marching through the capital of Spain in Madrid. Uh, farmers and others protesting the the higher costs. Uh, this led Salente to point out that you know we've got a lot of social pain coming 
that's going to lead to, to populist parties and candidates in politics globally. And of course, my thoughts on that are after both Sonaro uh, in Brazil and Trump in the United States, I can only imagine what kind of populists may be on the horizon. The other thing about populists to keep in mind is, is that populists are, are uh, political candidates are never good for people with globalist views because populists yeah. tend to be rather protectionist. So we'll see. That is, of course, unless the globalists are funding that candidate, but we will see. Um, I also spoke to you last week about the IEA, the International Energy Agency. I raised the topic of, of their pushing the very first world <laughs> problem of how do we get people to buy more electric cars. Uh, Salente had pointed out the, that the IEA has also issued to world governments a list of things they believe should be implemented immediately. And one of them is a flashback to Jimmy Carter's administration in the United States. Oh, God, now, no. Yeah, I was going to say, V, no. You, need, no. You, need to, you need to breathe deeply, my friend, no. and hold yourself still. No. Uh, yeah, they want us to move the speed limits back down to 55 on the highway. Ah. Right. No. You're, you're never going to get out of third gear ah. in your BMW. Ah. <laughs> I'm just putting a new exhaust system in. Why? Why? Right. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah. There. So you know, if you start hearing that one in the news that we got to change the uh, highway signs back to 55, uh, that's where that's coming from. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna suit very well with the electoral class, with people who are who are going to be voting. This is. Oh my God, man! Oh my God! I, I mean, there's no solutions that these morons are offering. Just half-assed half measures it's incredible and they think that people are going to be okay with this it's ridiculous well and you nailed it you nailed it right there these are measures these aren't solutions these aren't programs these are just measures these are just things um speaking of the hidden that i mentioned earlier um the recent kingsman movie the third one that just came out recently right uh called the king's man um, that movie took some liberties with that period of time because it covers kind of World War I. Uh, but it's a movie, so of course it, it would. But on the whole, I thought it was pretty good. I loved how they portrayed Rasputin in that movie. Um, but my takeaway about that movie is as I was watching it and I thought, you know, if you replaced the villains in this movie with the London Corporation, pretty much everything in this film falls into place. So uh, yet another example of uh, they're telling you the truth. They're just kind of dressing it up a little differently. Um, Some of you also may have heard this thing about chip monitoring where they want to insert chips into people so that they can more easily know without you having to pull out your phone and pull up the application about your inoculation status and this, that, and the other. And I got flashbacks to that because something went down the memory hole and I'd like to get it out of the memory hole and raise it again. Um, some of you may remember many years ago, back in the really the early 2000s, uh, there was kind of a dry run with this. And what it was, amusingly, is, is that for those of you who are familiar, in Spain, in the area known as Ibiza, uh, the south of France, um, some places I could think of in Slovakia or Slovenia, some of the central European countries, Uh, as well as Mexico, there are these little spots. Uh, V, um, given your background, Goa in India. There are these spots around the world where there's no other way to say it. Rich kids like to go party. Or kids kids who have rich friends know to get on the jet and go to these places and go party. 
Back in the early 2000s, what happened was, is especially in Ibiza, they offered this program where you could have a chip placed underneath your arm, kind of just, just below the armpit area of the arm, um, which is interesting because, and this is the only reference I have, if I had another one, I would use it. In the 1930s and 1940s, um, the German military, they would put your blood type under that area of the arm with a tattoo so that if you lost your dog tags or whatever, they still know what your, what your blood type was. So that area of the body is fairly protected. It doesn't get impacted. You don't hit it. You don't think like people will put a chip in your hand. Uh, there's problems with doing that. You can do it. But so every time these party goers went to bars or nightclubs or stores to buy stuff, the chip would, the chip had no internal power source. It was powered by, as you walked through the building or a little handheld scanner or whatever. And then the chip would help keep track of where you'd been, what you purchased, et cetera. And then you would get discounts and things based on the number of places you went or you could take part in certain programs or whatever. Um, point number one is most of those people never had the chip removed. So my thought was, is it sure was nice of all those wealthy kids to act like guinea pigs on the dry run. Um, because there's no other way for me to say this. I am certainly of the suspicion that as they returned to their home countries and stuff, depending on where they went, there may have been other monitoring equipment as they walked into other bars and things in their hometowns that, that were recording. They've still got the chip in them. And, and it, it gave a good way to see how well the technology, you know, I'm thinking like I did in my R and D days, how well does it hold up? Um, did, did it become damaged in some way? Does it no longer function? Uh, does it function as well as it did when it was first inserted, et cetera. So now, you know, I've had people come to me and say, well, what are the odds they'd actually do this? And it's like, well, well <laughs> they already kind of did. Uh, they ran the dry run. And ironically, they, they uh, because the universe has a sense of humor, to quote from Babylon 5, uh, they did it with the very kids of the globalists who were trying to push this. Um, yeah. Please see my joke about Cecil Rhodes thought he was in charge of the global conspiracy until he realized he was just a, a minor player on his deathbed. Um, so with that, I've got the uh, song of resistance for this week. If, if you guys could pull that up now, uh, just a comment before they pull up the song. Uh, you all had to know this one was coming in my playlist. Um, so if we'll just play this up until minute 2.0. Okay. No, no, no. Just, yeah, yeah.
that's good. So to Valhalla we shall go. So with that, I open the floor to CJ and V. To Elysium. To Elysium. That's right. You know, it's amazing that if you make Vikings, the Vikings are rolling in their grave if they saw what their ancestors have become. Well, as I've said on prior shows, my Scottish relatives are are rolling in their graves thinking William Wallace died for this. Yeah. So that our current prime minister can sell us out faster than the English did. Oh my God! It's un- unbelievable. What's you that sound? Is that too much road noise? Yeah, see. No, we can hear road. you. See, okay. he's on a he's on a UH one helicopter hovering somewhere off of parts unknown. Go ahead, Siege. Yeah, just just real quick in regards to the Hunter Biden and fellas, you may have touched base on this. But one perspective that's kind of interesting is that the Russian uh, military uh, Ministry of Defense on their Telegram channel released all the documents that they have secured through the uh, quote-unquote labs. And specifically, Hunter Biden is mentioned in those emails, in those letters, and I cannot recall the name of the hedge fund slash investment group that he was working for that secured quite a bit of money to help fund those labs. And just a completely a theory is potentially are they – establishing him as potentially the fall guy for those labs because that evidence that, that's been secured is pretty darn damning. You raised several very interesting points there, CJ. Um, the first is yes, and kind of how I opened the show, is is Hunter being made a distraction for um, all the other things the Biden family is doing. I've mentioned all of you on the show, Ryan Dawson, who's, who's out there keeping the fight going from Japan. Um, Ryan's the guy who has all those big posters I told you about. I've got the Biden crime family poster here in my office and it's, it's like two feet by three feet. And there's, there's people on there that I literally had to go look up cause I'm like, who the hell is this person? But, uh, the financial firm you're mentioning CJ, that is in the public domain. I can't think of who it is. Uh, oh yeah. Rosemont Seneca. Thank you. Hobo servants. Yeah. It's Rosemont Seneca. And then there's two, uh, two law firms that were mentioned uh, with this topic. One is one you hear about a lot, but then the one that's hidden in the background that I've mentioned before, and, I, and this is coming from Mike Moore, uh, is the really spookier law firm that works with the with the Bidens is King and Spalding. Hmm. So yeah, and I, I mentioned on a prior show, I I said that you know. When when Russian military forces got in got into those labs, not all of them, but they got into many of them. You you got to know, man. It was like when they took out Bin Laden that they just went in there with garbage bags and just filled them with documents and started grabbing people who can speak uh, English or or Italian or whichever language they're in to start going through those to figure out. All right, what do we have? Absolutely. Yeah, that's all I have. Good stuff, fellas. Thanks, man. Vels, thank you so much for joining us again, folks. He will be back uh, not this coming Friday, but the Friday afterwards. So uh, The 15th. The 15th. And with that being said, folks, have a great weekend. Harley Schlanger is next with Hanging with Harley. With that being said, we're over and out.